If you've got a personal auto insurance question, you could talk to a cab driver. Although the policies he recommends might include avoiding the interstate, beating traffic by taking the back roads, and only making left turns when absolutely necessary. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, whose policy is to use their expertise to navigate your insurance, finding the best route to help you save money on insurance for your home, car, and more. And as an added bonus, you'll be able to avoid traffic jams and potholes entirely. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com local. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Blessed are you, O Virgin Mary, who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste, to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does it happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. Mary said, Magnificat anima mea, my soul magnifies the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown strength of his arm and has shattered the proud in their conceit and cast down the mighty from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. As some of you may remember, I took a pilgrimage to the Holy Land last month and I knew when I came home that I could never read the scriptures in the same way. This was my first trip to the Holy Land. I know it's, a, you know, everybody says, you travel, travel, travel. You never went to the Holy Land. A whole bunch of reasons why, but we never went until last month. And I knew, as I mentioned 
whenever I read the scriptures from then on, they will come alive to me, as, as they are to any of you who have traveled the Holy Land and, and visited the sacred shrines. So today I share with you this beautiful memory of the visitation. We took our trip up the hill country, as Mary did, and we entered the home of Zechariah and Elizabeth. Of course, it's refurbished, refurbished through the efforts of the Crusades. So it, they've been refurbished for many generations. And the original site is there where Mary traveled to greet Elizabeth, um, but renovated. And there are certain things there that go back to her time. Like, for instance, there's a well that they believe Mary stopped at and drank from, and they have that surrounded with a little arch and decoration. And then, of course, the mosaics around there and at the Basilica Church above all commemorate John the Baptist, who we're talking about here in the scriptures. She's the one, uh, he's the one that Mary greets, and Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist. And he's the one who leaps in her womb when she, he hears the voice of Mary. Just the P.S., you know, it's interesting with all the debate about pro-life and abortion and all that stuff. Um, we, we've come to realize that a child in a womb, and through x-rays and, and sonograms, a child in a womb is a child in a womb. It's not a zygote. It's, it's a person in the womb. And it has feeling, and it has uh, temperament, and it has communication from its mother. So this goes back 2,000 years. Elizabeth told us that 2,000 years ago. As soon as my, my child, basically, my ears heard your voice, John the Baptist, he wasn't named yet, leaps for joy. Okay, so that's, that's important for us because we venerate life in all its forms and we, and we really have a special, we should have a special dedication to women who are pregnant, children in utero, etc. So we, we divulge. So we go into the church and it is simple, filled with mosaics and paintings of Mary and Elizabeth greeting each other. There's one wall that has a picture of, of the, the slain of the holy innocents, which was very much tied into Jesus's birth. Don't forget Herod hated the fact that this king would be born among his, his people. And of course, the king turns out to be Jesus. And in the interim, he slays all of the boys under three years old. And as we proceeded, we hear the words of scripture because they only, we don't only hear them, but we read them on the walls. The beautiful Magnificat that we just prayed. Mary's song of praise. Magnificat anima mea. In Aramaic, it's different than Latin, of course. And that's very different from the English. And through the translations, sometimes you lose it. Imagine Mary's reaction. She does what she's supposed to do. She already has a message from the angel that you are to be the mother of the Most High. How can this be? I don't, I'm not in a relationship with a man. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And she gives her fiat, her let it be done. She, she shows faith in God's word. Again, we're talking about Mary, but we're really talking about ourselves. 
showing faith in God's word, how God speaks to us. And sometimes God speaks to us in unusual circumstances. You can't get more unusual than an angel appearing to you. But sometimes we hear it through traffic, through the news, through our family, hopefully in the scriptures. God's word speaking to us in society and us utilizing the gift of the Holy Spirit in our conscience, responding to that word. Basically, that's what happened to Mary. She united her spirit with the Holy Spirit and said, yes, look, if this, yeah, if, if you say so, God's word be done. And she gave her fiat, her yes, let it be done to me as you've said. And with that, the message of the angel is your cousin Elizabeth, the, the old lady. Now, she could have been 30 at that point, that, and that was old. Um, that they thought was cursed because she was barren, and that was the tradition. She's now in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible to God. It's important for us to re reflect on Mary and how she, she opened herself up to God's word and God's will. And we have that same opportunity every day in our lives. Sometimes we don't think it looks like or sounds like God's word, but it is in so many ways. If we unite our spirits and our conscience with God, we clarify, we discern, we find what God wants in our lives. Okay, so, so what does she do, Mary? She's pregnant. She had to break the news to Joseph and break the news to her parents. Another story. But then she goes to visit Elizabeth. And we went up the hill. Now, our, the road that we took to Ein, Ein Karim, which is the name of the town which she was, where Elizabeth and, and um, her husband were, we took a very paved road, a nice road. Around us, you see mountainsides. You see hill country. And I'll put this on my website so you can see some of the reminiscences that we had there based on this homily and, and the feast of the, the, the honoring of Mary in the visitation. So she took this road, this country road, and it wasn't easy. Pregnant, it wasn't easy. Imagine Joseph, how nervous he was. And she goes and she visits her, her cousin Elizabeth. We don't know how they were cousins. They were kinswomen, that's all we know. And her voice was enough to inspire John the Baptist to leap in the womb of his mother. Just her voice. When you and I say the Hail Mary, when you and I say the Rosary, we're repeating the, that conversation. The angel, Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with you. Right from Scripture, right from Luke, right from the, the angel. And when, when Elizabeth responds, blessed are you among women. We got used to that phrase because we use it all the time in the rosary. But what we're saying to Mary is, you are number one. You are the most blessed of all women. Because through her body, she's bringing life eternal into the world when Jesus is born. And so Elizabeth responds, blessed are you. And what does Mary do? Mary says, okay, family members, these are her cousins. I'm giving myself over to God. I don't know what's going to happen, 
but she says, my whole soul just magnifies God. It magnifies the Lord. It, my soul becomes the temple of God. That's a hint for us when we pray to open ourselves up to become the temple of the Holy Spirit based on Mary. Probably an uneducated young lady of her period, maybe 15 years old, maybe less, but we don't know. Young. My soul becomes the dwelling place of God. What a wonderful way to, to say our prayers when we open our prayer day. We even have that booklet that's named Magnificat. Because when we open ourselves up to God, we are branching out, allowing ourselves to be the dwelling place of God. Now with that comes responsibility. If we are the dwelling place of God, and you and you and you and you and me and all of us are the dwelling place of God, we have to treat each other as dwelling places of God. We have to treat each other as Mary treated Elizabeth and Elizabeth back to Mary with reverence and respect and favor. She went to take care of her cousin who was already six months pregnant. Maybe do the things that women do before pregnancy. Maybe did the shopping. I don't know, first century shopping. I don't know what that would be. She didn't get any casseroles. But she did what a young girl could do for her cousin who was elderly and pregnant. Imagine the communication between Elizabeth and Mary. It's Judea, but nowhere near Nazareth. And by donkey, days journey through the hill country. What does Mary continue to do? Basically, she's giving us like a constitution, a belief. This is how we should relate to God. First of all, always enjoying him and his presence in our lives and being grateful for the great things he's done for us. And I don't care if right now, today, today, we're depressed, upset, at a loss for anything sad. God has done great things for us. And one of the great things for all of us is to give us the gift of hope and the gift of happiness and the gift of life. So as we lick our own wounds, and some, some of us are going through sad moments of our lives, we could lick our wounds, reflect on who we're praying for or why we're crying or why we're upset. And here we are in the month of November praying for all the dead. So we have plenty of reasons to be upset and sad while we remember that he's already done great things for us and done great things for those who have passed from this earth. He always has mercy on his people. This is Mary singing a song and it was probably sung, and it's very much based on the scriptures, the ancient scriptures, and uh, we have a prayer like this from Hannah, uh, Samson's mother. There are, there are prayers like this that give glory to God and yet accept our humility before God. And the reality is to be humble because he raises up the humble. He raises up the lowly. 
and those who are so full of themselves he casts down. That's basically she says. Because he always comes to the help of those who plead to him. What a role model that we have from in Mary. What a, a person to follow as we visit the Eucharist when we gather in church and as we visit her in prayer with the Hail Mary. Mortis, 
We're going to Lose Your Sisters on top of this hill. This is the area. Yeah. Not a sister, but peace chaplain. And this is the area of John the Baptist where he grew up, and later on we'll see the church of St. John the Baptist as we continue our journey. These sisters are called the Zion Sisters, Sisters of Zion, not Zion. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Shop Mattress Firm's year-end sale and put an end to junk sleep. Save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchase, up to a $4.99 value. Or shop top-selling brands and get up to 50% off select mattresses, like Sealy Twin Mattresses starting at $224.99, or Serta Twin Mattresses at $349.99. And shop with confidence thanks to our low-price guarantee, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store for details.